0: State Sycamores are tournament champion. The Ramblers of Loyola, Chicago, and Missouri State is Missouri Valley Conference Tournament Champion. Northern Iowa back in the NCAA tournament. Wichita State Shockers, winners of the Missouri Valley Conference.
1: Late October going into early November means the start of the fall championship season for the Missouri Valley Conference and the beginning of college basketball season, which will be right around the corner. This episode of Inside the Valley Podcast, will get into those things. Uh, Hello, everybody. Thanks for downloading and listening. My name is Derek Dockett, Associate Commissioner for New Media and Technology with the Missouri Valley Conference. Uh, Let's just hop into things in this episode of the podcast A lot to get into So let's start off with uh, our rewind to catch up On what's going on around the conference First off, congratulations to the Drake women's soccer team The Bulldogs clinched the regular season title uh, On on Saturday, October 24th uh, With a 2-0 win at Missouri State The Bulldogs will be the top seed for the upcoming MVC Women's Soccer Championship. Uh, That'll be taking place November 6 and 8 in Evansville. Uh, Opening round matches before that on November 1st on campus sites. Uh, The semifinals and finals of the Women's Soccer Championship will be live on the Valley on ESPN3. Uh, For complete details uh, on the Women's Soccer Championship, be sure to check out the uh, championship section 2015-16 uh, championships on the league's website uh, nbcsports.com and in this episode of the podcast you'll actually get to hear from the head coach of the regular season champs, Lindsey Horner, fresh off of the win over Missouri State we caught up with her uh, talking about the Bulldogs, talking about them getting ready for the conference tournament a little bit more uh, so you'll get to hear that conversation here in a little bit Before we get to uh, women's soccer, we have the cross-country championship that will be taking place on October 31st, also in Evansville. Uh, Leading up to the cross-country championship, uh, we've been uh, taking time to talk with league coaches to learn more about their teams and their outlook heading into the conference meet uh, in Evansville on Halloween. You can find those videos uh, on the uh, championship page for cross country, also at the league's website, same same place if you go to uh, the championship tab 2015-16 and click on the championship central for cross country, you'll see the uh, event information and those videos there uh, hearing from some of the coaches directly uh, basketball season is fast approaching 20, the 2015-16 uh, Missouri Valley Conference basketball tip-off event, the uh, media day event, uh, takes place on Tuesday, October 27, in St. Louis. Uh, league coaches and members of the preseason All-Conference teams will be in attendance, and there will be a live show starting at 9:30 a.m. Central. Uh, that show uh, live on the Valley on ESPN3. Uh, you'll you'll be also be able to find some uh, behind the scenes coverage of the event uh, on Twitter at Valley Hoops, exclusively on Valley Hoops, so make sure you're following that account. Uh, you'll also see some things uh, on Periscope from NBC Sports and uh, on Instagram at NBC Sports throughout the day. So you'll get some pictures, some videos, some audio, things like that uh, from the, uh, the event happening in St. Louis. Uh, Of course, for some more details, again, urge you to visit the league's website. There is a uh, basketball tip-off page that has all the links that you need to know, links for ESPN3 and more. Of course, just visit mcsports.com. You can find that under the men's basketball section, women's basketball section. Uh, Just check out mcsports.com for those details. Uh, I mentioned we have Lindsey Horner, the coach of the Drake Bulldogs women's soccer team in this episode. Uh, also, we'll hear from uh, a member of uh, our talented uh, beat writers. Uh, Lyndall Scranton was covering the Missouri State Bears uh, for 36 years. And I say was because uh, he will be moving on from the Springfield News Leader. So uh, before he uh, uh, left the, uh, the paper there, we had a chance to talk him. We caught up and discussed th- this year's team. Uh, talked about last year's baseball team their great run and we also had a little history lesson we talked about uh, some of his favorites and and some of the things he remembers from his time uh, covering not only Missouri State but also the Missouri Valley Conference Uh, but before that we will hear from Lindsey Horner up next on Inside the Valley. The magical moments and epic performances. The spectacle and pageantry of NCAA March Madness. The road to the Final Four continues through St. Louis. Be there to share the experience with your family and friends. The NCAA Men's Basketball Championship first and second rounds, March 18th and 20th at Scott Trade Center in St. Louis. Visit ncaa.com slash tickets to score your championship tickets today. All right. You're now joined by the head coach of the 2015 Missouri Valley Conference Women's Soccer Regular Season Champion, the Drake Bulldogs, head coach Lindsay Horner. I guess first off, Coach, congratulations! You guys have had a phenomenal regular season. Uh, congratulations on the win over Missouri State today and, and earning the regular season title.
2: Thanks. Yeah, we're all really excited about it.
1: Well, I, I guess first off, uh, to start the year, we always talk about how you know. Obviously, it's not how you were picked in the preseason poll, but how you guys finished, But Uh, You guys have had a fantastic regular season. Uh, If you can, for folks that may not be familiar, um, just sort of talk about your team, uh, who's played a significant role for you guys this year, uh, and and those players themselves, how they've sort of uh, come into their own throughout the season.
2: Sure. Um, You know, we have, um, I guess, honestly, it's been sort of an evolution throughout the course of our regular season of different players that have stepped up and, and you know, been big for us in different games, but um, I would say right now um, some of our key players would be Brooke Dennis. Uh, she's, this is her first year in uh, goal for us, and she transferred to us from Ball State. Um, and we ha- we don't have a lot of shutouts um, to show for it, but uh, she has come up really big for us in some key moments. And I think today she was um, she was again good for us in the back there. So, um, and then our um, we have two seniors at center back right now. Um, Kylie Behaven, she was picked um, I think as a preseason all-conference defender for us, Um, and then she's paired with Emma Winstead, who's also a senior who hasn't played a lot in previous years um, and has just been really, really good and solid for us back there. Um, And then, you know, Rianne Pritchard is one of our um, leaders um, in in central midfield, and she's in there with um, Sarah Grace Nicholson, Um, and I think there's, there's a good pairing in there in terms of um, some muscle with uh with a little bit of finesse as well. Um and then obviously up top, you know, Becca Rogers is, is just kind of a trump card for us right now. She's just been phenomenal, especially in league play. Um in terms of finding the back of the net and just always constantly being a threat and just um she's she's the opposite of one dimensional. I mean there's she there's so many different ways that she can hurt you. Um and I think Kayla Armstrong is also worth mentioning, just a player that uh um, you know, she can get a hold of the ball and make things happen and is just dynamic off the ball. And um, she's probably our um, like a, the, our most motivational player and just kind of our emotional leader of, um, for our players. So, um, I don't know, those are some of the key players and, and what they're doing for us at the moment.
1: Now that you guys have the opportunity to, to – you guys will have, we have number one seed for our conference tournament uh, at, in Evansville in a couple of weeks. Uh, you have the, the chance now to rest up. Uh, going into uh, that 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 tournament, what does that sort of mean? What's sort of the what does it mean to you to have that chance to be able to rest up and knowing that you will be playing? Uh, you know, not knowing who you play, but knowing that you have the opportunity to sort of get healthy and, and you know let your let your team sort of relax a little bit going into the championship tournament and, and preparing for a run for opportunity, obviously, to get to the NCAA. Oh yeah,
2: I mean. Uh, and we get extra rest because we have a bye on Thursday. Right. So um, for us, it's just going to be huge. Um, I mean, we've throughout the course of the season, like every team has, we've just picked up uh, a little bit of uh, you know um, knocks and stuff. And our players have done so good to play through some of them. Um, and actually, today we we just got two players back that hadn't played since August. So um, for them, it'll be just be able to get a little bit more um, you know reps and in, in training. Mm-hmm. Um, but absolutely, we are we are definitely looking forward to uh, you know this rest and, and recovery. Um, obviously, we can't prepare because we don't know who we're going to play yet. Um, but uh, just sort of also just that relief of like, okay, we you know we we did what we wanted to do. Now we get to relax a little bit in terms of um, taking some of the pressure off of ourselves. Of you know because our players just wanted to, to remain undefeated and 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 win um, that. There's some of that just, yeah, it'll be great for us to just get a little bit of uh, relaxation time.
1: Uh, Today's game against Missouri State, obviously everyone knew that there was a lot on the line. Uh, You know, that winner of that match was, you know, going to be regular season champion. You guys came on top. Uh, What was sort of the the feel going into today and just how did it work out for you guys uh, getting that win over Missouri State?
2: Um, You know, honestly, like we, I think we played, um, having played the UNI game, um, and just that being a rivalry and we could have, you know, picked up some crucial points there. Our players went into that game, like so eager to do well and, and, and try to do that, that we just almost spent so much energy before the game even started. Um, and so today we just tried to do, you know, be way more relaxed and, um, make sure that we were having some fun. And then, um, you know, right before kickoff, then we really got them dialed in. And, um, obviously both teams wanted to perform and, and come away with the championship, um, but i think our players just you know were a bit more confident uh than maybe we were uh, even on wednesday night at home um and just yeah just really put forth the work ethic that that they needed to in order to to get the job done so um i think there was an element of confidence for sure in that um yeah they they, wa- they wanted it but it wasn't like nervous energy it wasn't anything that was counterproductive tonight today
1: fifth all-time regular season crown for the program uh, first since 2006 Gotta imagine there's some uh, some happy girls in that team right now that are excited of what they've been able to accomplish this year. Oh, for
2: sure, for sure. So did you mean
1: like the O six team? no, yeah, just, or, just uh, in this team this year able to, you know, just I'm I'm imagining yeah, that I you guys' goals going I, into it. Obviously you guys were picked third in the preseason, but going into this year, uh getting the regular season championship that's gotta make make the team feel proud of what they've been able to accomplish up
2: to this point. Yeah. So, sorry, I was confused because my phone has been blowing up with texts from a lot of alum (laughs) that are really, really happy and proud right now. So, Um, oh, yeah. I mean, we talked about it because our seniors actually, um, when they were freshmen, we were in this position. um, We hosted Illinois State and all we needed was, uh, you know, if we won, we'd have gotten first. If we tied, we'd have gotten second. We ended up losing that year. um, Darn Rachel Tejada. Um, But yeah, and so, you know, we, we really emphasize, like, it just this isn't a position you're in every year is to compete for championships. And, obviously, all seven teams in the league want to, you know, be in this position. And um, so, of course, everybody's excited to have capitalized on it today.
1: All right, Coach, would you guys have a great opportunity uh, at the conference tournament? Uh, this year the tournament will be on ESPN3, the, the semifinals, and the championship match. Uh, we'll look forward to seeing you at Evansville and uh, get some rest, and uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks.
2: Excellent.
0: I appreciate your time. Hey, Hoops fans. Missouri Valley Conference Women's Basketball is coming to the Quad Cities. Don't miss the 2016 Missouri Valley Conference Women's Basketball Championship March 10th through 13th at the iWireless Center in the Quad Cities, presented by Aetna. Single game tickets start at $10. Visit mvcquadcities.com for more information. That's mvcquadcities.com. All right, my
1: next guest here on Inside the Valley has been covering the Missouri Valley Conference and, in particular, Missouri State University uh, on their beat for the Springfield News Leader for 36 years, and uh, he'll be uh, moving on here in the next couple days. But I wanted to get a chance to catch up with him and and visit with him and talk about his time uh, covering the Valley of Missouri State. Uh, Scrant Scranton, Springfield Newsletter. Lindell, how's it going today?
0: I'm doing great, Derek. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate the opportunity.
1: No, like I said, this podcast is meant for us to be able to talk uh, to our coaches, student-athletes, and also our radio guys and, and our beat writers because we've got a great collection of them throughout our league that uh, not only uh, do a tremendous job and, and with courtesy and respect for all of our student athletes and coaches, but you guys are uh, some of the folks that help uh, uh, spread the, the, the good word about the Valley. So it's, it's great to get an opportunity to talk to you. Um, I guess I wanted to start out by sort of working through some of the more recent stuff going on down in Springfield, uh, going back obviously to uh, this past spring with the uh, success of the Missouri State baseball team. Um, I actually had a chance to talk to Joey Hawkins on this podcast a couple weeks ago, and we visited and talked about their success. Um, And I I guess now it it might be appropriate with your your time uh, moving on, have you seen a baseball team uh, down there? As we know about the College World Series team in 2003, but where do you rank last year's uh, Bears baseball team uh, in sort of the the way they sit with the other previous uh, Bears baseball teams down there in the program?
0: I'd have to put it right at the top. Uh, the natural comparison is to, is to match it up with the 2003 team and made it to Omaha. Uh, I think overall, even though this team came up the game short, losing in the Super Regionals at Arkansas, I think this was a, a better, uh, more rounded team than, than the 2003 team. The 03 team kind of caught lightning in a bottle in, uh, in June of 03 and made the great run and uh, obviously had a lot of great uh, players on that team, some guys who went on to to, uh, play in the major leagues. I think the 15 Bears were a a better team overall, a 49-win team, ranked in the national top 10, and really a great group of guys. Uh, I really enjoyed that team. They were a lot of fun to cover, not only for what they accomplished on the field, but a very uh, very quotable and intelligent group off the field. Joey Hawkins, one of my favorite guys to cover over the years leading the way. Always be with a one-liner.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and add in the, the two great pitchers there, Matt Hall, John Harris. It's, it's been something about Missouri State baseball where they've been able to sort of produce this great pitching over the years. Um, thinking back, and I'm, I'm probably putting you on the spot of my lot of questions here, uh, but I guess just first things that pop into mind uh, when you think of some of the pitching talent that's come through the Bears baseball program over the last years and time that you've been able to, to cover them.
0: Yeah, a lot of credit has to go to Paul Evans, veteran pitching coach who uh, has been in Missouri State in, uh, almost as long as I've been on the beat. Guy just does a phenomenal job developing pitchers. You think back to some of the guys who he's had, uh, Brad Ziegler uh, has been in the big leagues now for pitching uh, 10 years. And he's a guy who came, came to Missouri State uh, basically as a walk on and a side armor, and they developed him into a pitcher. And just a uh, very, uh, very good example of what uh, guys become when they come when they come to Missouri State to, to pitch uh, for Paul Evans. He uh, really develops guys. He's excelled at that. Uh, whether they have whether they're a high profile guy out of high school or a walk on. He uh, really seems to do a great job. And of course, Sean Markham comes to mind off that O3 team. Actually, the everyday shortstop who uh, was a relief pitcher, the closer off that team, and went on to have a nice major league career as well. And I'm uh, really interested to see uh, where Matt Hall and uh, John Harris go over the next few years, along with Pierce Johnson, a guy who is in the Cubs system and had really good numbers in Double A this year. Uh, guy who pitched on the 2012 uh, Bears and CA tournament team.
1: Baseball is one of those sports in, in our conference where I know we talk a lot about basketball here, but we've obviously had just a lot of success in terms of college baseball and on that landscape. Um, obviously, the last couple of years we've had multiple teams in the NCAA with the addition of Dallas Baptist into the league, and at that, with the Bears' success last year. Um, anything that sticks out to you in terms of the league, uh, the success of the Valley, and and how the the, the conference sits uh, on the national landscape with college baseball?
0: Well, I think the the addition of Dallas Baptist as an affiliate member that was just huge for the for the league. Uh, it, was, it gave him, uh, gives us a tremendous boost RPI wise and quality wise. And, and it's, it's really helped uh, put multiple teams in the NCAA tournament over the last couple of years. When you look at the facility upgrades in the valley. You, know, you go back 20 years ago, and, and Wichita State had a tremendous facility, and that was about it. And now you look in recent years, uh, over the last decade, where Missouri State is playing at Hammonds Field, uh, Indiana State uh, has upgraded its facility, Illinois State built a new ballpark, Southern Illinois as well. Dallas Baptist uh, was just a gem of a ballpark that I have only seen photos of, but obviously it was good enough to host a regional last spring along with the the regional Hammond's Field. So I think the facilities have really made a huge difference in in, uh, Missouri Valley baseball along with uh, the addition of Dallas Baptist.
1: Any non-Missouri State players stick out as uh, some of the best in your time covering the Bears?
0: Well, just just, uh, immediately coming to mind, you you think of... uh, Darren Dryford of Wichita State, seeing him play in the mid 90s, uh, some tremendous matchups uh, with some Missouri State teams that had great sluggers going against uh, some Wichita State pitching. You know, the Shockers always had tremendous pitching pitching staffs over the years. Seeing guys like Ryan Howard uh, go up against uh, some of the Wichita State good pitchers that, that they had just annually. Guys like uh, Braden Looper was a was a tremendous pitcher for the Shockers right after Dryford was there.
1: So let's fast forward to basketball now because we are getting close to our uh, our media day, which is coming up uh, next week. And of course, I know you said you won't be there, but uh, Missouri State had theirs on campus there. Um, anything you uh, can talk about the this coming year's team, uh, what folks might be able to expect of what you've learned about those players into this year? I, I was able, actually able to see them in their uh, uh, fan scrimmage they did this past week. And uh, what do you know about this year's Bears team?
0: It's an interesting mix. Uh, Paul Wesk is really pleased with the five newcomers he has, uh, two junior college transfers and three freshmen. I think he envisions them all uh, fitting into the playing rotation in one form or another. And then you have older guys like Cam Boone, who I think was a vastly underrated player, who had a very solid first year in the league last year as a junior college transfer. And uh, you look at Chris Hendricks, who will be a sophomore, very talented wing player. Things need to go right for the Bears to, to be a, a mid-pack or better team. Guys will need to emerge as, uh, as newcomers like Daquan Miller, a junior college guard. A lot of uh, optimism about his game. So I think they're an intriguing team. Uh, and I, It'll be really interesting to see how they develop this year. Certainly a, a key year for the program as, as Paul Luskin moves into his fifth season. They need to make some progress. The Bears have always been one of those
1: teams where, you know, they've, you know, obviously had some ups and downs and whatnot. But when you go back through time, some success, uh, we know about 2010-11, the, the year they finally got a, a Valley regular season title, uh, reaching the championship game of uh, Arch Madness and falling into Indiana State. But uh, the Charlie Spoonhour years, we know about 99, with Steve Alford, uh, the Bears getting the win at Mizzou in that preseason in IT Uh when your time covering, again, same thing with baseball here. I'm going back to the basketball well now. Uh, what sticks out in terms of Missouri State basketball for you uh, in your time covering the team?
0: Well, I was fortunate enough to see – I've seen all, of the, all the Bears NCAA tournament appearances dating back to 1987, the first NCAA tournament in Atlanta where they uh, upset Clemson and uh, then lost to Danny Manning in Kansas in a very good second-round game. That Bears team had Winston Garland, who's a terrific player, who went on the play in the NBA. And uh, a terrific run as the Bears uh, went to the NCAA tournament four-story years, then joined the Valley, went again in 92, one of those first uh, tournaments at, of Arch Madness at the old uh, St. Louis Arena, which that uh, could probably be a whole separate subject, <laughs> just talking about the arena now. Absolutely. How great an atmosphere that was there. Was an old, run-down, dumpy building, but uh, I wouldn't trade watching games there for anything. Just a terrific place to watch games. And, of course, the 99 Bears, who... Uh, beat Mizzou in the preseason NIT and went to the Sweet 16. Uh, went on to play Duke and it's five first-round draft choices in, in the East Rutherford and the NCAA tournament. And, you know, we were just talking in the office the other day that little did I know that 1999 would be the most recent uh, Bears NCAA tournament team. He's kind of assumed that it was it would come easily and they would be back, and here we are, 16 years later, still waiting, and uh, a lot of people around here I'm wondering when that uh, next NCAA trip will be.
1: Yeah, it's like I said, it's been a little bit of a struggle down there, but uh, you'd think at some point the the ship will get uh, corrected down there. And with that great facility, JQH Arena, uh, I can remember being down there as a student and experiencing games, Lady Bears games, both Bears and Ladies Bears games at Hammond Student Center, and just how loud that place would be. And it reached that level again at, at JQH Arena, the 2010 11 year. Uh, when the Bears won the regular season uh, with games, the, the final game of that season against Wichita State and, you know, pretty much sold out. Three, three games stick out to me in that 2010-11 year, the home games against uh, Wichita State, Creighton, and Northern Iowa. Anything you remember from either of those three games of the atmosphere and, and just how electric and how the community sort of uh, really got on board with the Bears that year?
0: Yeah, I think the, the game against Creighton, if I recall, the home game was in, uh, was in mid-January, and it was a, a Saturday afternoon game. It was one of those four o'clock starts for, for television purposes. Uh, Doug McDermott was a freshman. Kyle Weems, a, a junior, who went on to be player of the year. And the Blue Jays led the game, I think, literally for 39 minutes and uh, 50 seconds, and, and the Bears make a steal of an inbounds play. Weems stole it and laid it in. Uh, gave the Bears their first lead, and, and Creighton missed a desperation heat at the buzzer, and the place just went nuts. And that, just the intensity of that, that game throughout, a uh, terrific game. Creighton would open a five to seven point lead that could never put the Bears away. And it seemed like the, the, the crowd literally willed the Bears in that game to keep them in it and give them a the chance to win it at the end. I'll never forget Conzo Martin uh, having his white towel over in the sidelines, and he was just literally soaked at the end of the game.
1: You've been obviously around this the the conference and and around the league. It, any of those uh, cities are your favorite to to travel to during? Well, maybe not basketball season the winter time, but just in general. Uh, what's what's one of your favorite cities to travel to in the league?
0: I always enjoy Omaha. I always enjoy Omaha when the Blue Jays were in the league. That was probably my favorite. A lot a lot of things to do, a lot of things to see in Omaha. It's just a very progressive city, and you always knew it was going to be a a good atmosphere from basketball when you went there. And I enjoyed the one Valley one, uh, tournament that they were able to have in baseball in Omaha at the new stadium. That was a lot of fun. That And I believe it was 2011 mm-hmm. the final year of the Blue Jays in the league. And uh, Wichita is always a nice city to visit. Uh, you always know the atmosphere at their games, whether it be basketball or baseball, is is very good. And Peoria is a, to me is a very underrated city. Always enjoyed going there an old river city. Uh, A lot of history there, and the Carver Arena remains one of my favorite stops on the Valley Circuit.
1: I'm going to hit you with some uh, quick ones here. Uh, Who's the best player you're seeing in basketball uh, in your time covering Missouri State, just Missouri State?
0: Best Missouri State player would probably be uh, Winston Garland, a tremendous uh, all-around guard from the late 80s. And in the rest of the Valley? Oh goodness! Um, I'm, I'm I'm really hammering there. <laughs> yeah, that that's 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 hard. Uh, Doug McDermott has to come to mind. as is one of the, as maybe maybe the best. He, he could he seemed to dominate the game like no other. Yeah, a lot of good players. Uh, you know, Anthony Early was a terrific player, but it was more of a, a spread the wealth type thing? Wichita State, just like it remains with uh, Fred Bentley and Ron Baker. Uh, those those come to mind. Uh, There's some good players. Some very good players throughout the last two decades. I know I'm leaving out, but uh, I, think, I think McDermott would probably be at the top of my list.
1: Any specific Missouri State basketball team that you'd cite as one of the top?
0: I'd have to go with the uh, 99 team. That team uh, had, had, had really good talent across the board, including a, a high-quality center and Danny Moore. I think people underestimate even to this day how good Danny was as a six foot ten guy who, who could demand a double team. Teams would uh, perhaps put so much attention on him and make his teammates better. And that team played its role so well, people around Danny.
1: And a uh, a team uh, other than Missouri State in the Valley, your time covering it.
0: Well, certainly the Wichita State team from uh, three years ago went to the Final Four. Mm-hmm. Would probably have to have to rank number one. Although the, the the Shockers team the next year that that ran the table in the league and, and was the number one seed in this region in the NCAA tournament, I, I think that might have been an, even a better team than the Shockers Final Four team. And it's a very unfortunate draw when it had to come up against Kentucky in the uh, second round.
1: And you mentioned Arch Madness and and watching the games in, in 1992. There uh, any Arch Madness? moment stick out in your mind of uh, being at the conference tournament?
0: Well, we'll never forget the uh, miracle shot Deion Jackson made against uh, Steve Alford's first Missouri State team in 1996. That was a memorable moment that uh, Missouri State fans would like to forget, mm-hmm. but it's, it's ingrained in everyone's uh, memory bank, so that's hard to do. And I had The Bears' uh, Northern Iowa championship game, and I think it was 2004, that went double overtime. Yeah. That was certainly certainly a, a classic.
1: My final question for you: Do you indeed own a woodshed, and have you ever taken anyone to it?
0: I do not own a woodshed, <laughs> although I would I would like to. I, I now may may have an opportunity to, uh, to put one together. Maybe maybe stack some hickory and applewood in there as I uh, as I do to see some more more uh, smoking on my uh, outdoor grill. But uh, I've never taken any one to the woodshed personally, but I but I've taken them to the uh, uh, cyberspace woodshed on Twitter many times. I guess you could say.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. So I really appreciate your time, and it's it's been a pleasure to be able to interact with you uh, in, in Springfield and at our tournament. Um, best luck to you and everything you have in the future, and uh, hopefully you stick around online and you're watching uh, Valley basketball with the rest of us fans because it won't be the same without you tweeting back and forth with us
0: yeah, thanks, Derek. And I uh, enjoyed working with everybody and look forward to seeing everyone in the valley office. I won't be uh, won't disappear in the thin air, and hopefully I'll stick around on Twitter and people will keep following, and we'll still have some fun uh, talking valley basketball this winter.